We give you glory. We give you praise. Speak to us. Touch us in the name of Jesus. Bow down your head for a short while and pray. Just talk to God. Pray that, Father, everything that the devil has stolen out of my life, everything that I have missed, everything that is lost in my life, enable me to have them. Let me retrieve. Let me recover in the name of Jesus. Just talk to him. Whatever you've lost, whatever is taken away from you, whatever you can't find, say, God, help me, Lord. I want to recover. I want to recover them all. I want to recover it all in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we have been struggling. Some of us, we have lost a lot of things. Some of us, we have missed a lot of things. Some of us, uh, there are so many things that the devil has stolen out of our life. But we are praying that God let us recover. Let us recover. Let me recover all that I lost. All that the Bible said. All that the palmer worms, the tape worms, the, the caterpillars. All that they have eaten and they have stolen them. The Bible said that God shall restore all, all unto us. And we are asking that God restore unto me, Lord. Just spend time talking to him. Talking to him. Father, we are asking for recovery. Some of us, our joy, our health, some of us, our family, some of us, our parents, some of us, our family born, family yoke. We have lost and we are asking that God help us to recover, help us to recover. Mikorobo zika palibroski matudia ba andorobo skipe ikata libosin talaba zikoto kapa ikoto limazia akapa turi ba zikete kaba mandorobo skiba ba la ba ba mikorobo skiba kataba zikoto kapa papa pa beka barabo zikoto kapa papa ikoto limazita ikapa libroski ba makapa ba la ba skiba ba la ba zikoto kapa papa ikoto la ba zikete kapa libosanda la ba skiba ya ikapa papa pa le muzika Thank you, Jesus. Kapali Boski Baba Baba. Mire Mijiuzi. Mire Mijiuzi. Ade Yenatumfu. Mire Mijiuzi. Mire Mijiuzi. Mire Mijiuzi. Ade Mire I want you to believe God that God is able to do everything. He's able to recover everything. He's able to get everything to you. He's able to bless you with everything. There's nothing like too late. There's nothing like it's too late before. There's nothing like it is spoiled. Father, we believe in you, God. We believe in you, Jesus. We trust in you, God. We know that God. There's nothing to let in God. Whatever Satan has stolen. 
hands are destroyed Jesus can recreate it for us whatever forces of darkness are coming Jesus can uncover it Lord I believe Lord I believe Lord I believe Lord I believe I believe. I believe. Everything is possible. To him that believes, it does not matter how far the devil has placed us. It does not matter how far the devil has placed us. It does not matter how far the devil has placed us. Is gone. Maybe your trust is gone. Maybe your faith is gone. Maybe you've lost trust. Maybe you have lost control. But believe in Jesus. There's nothing that the Lord wants the righteous to lose. He expects us to retain and regain anything that is of us which 
we lost for whatever reason is always not to the best and the interest of the Lord. And he grant us every grace to recover whatever is ours. This morning I came to announce to you that anything that you have lost to the devil, you shall recover it. Anything Satan has stolen from you, you shall recover it. Anything the devil has taken from you, you shall recover it. Some of you, your joy is stolen, you shall recover it. Some of you, your business is stolen, you shall recover it. Some of you, your marriage is stolen, you shall recover it. Some of us, our peace is stolen, we shall recover it. Some of us, our health is stolen, we shall recover it. Remember John 10, 10 said that the devil come but to steal, kill and destroy. Sometimes he has stolen your life. You are living this life but you know that, you, that this is not your life. There's something that is missing in your life and you can't find out what is it. Some of us sometimes we think maybe it is education. We have had the education we want. We still don't have life. We don't find it. Some of us we think when we marry. We have married still. We don't find it. Some of us we think it is when we get a job. We are working. We still don't find it. Some of us we think uh, it is when we get a, a very good relationship. We have found one. We still don't found it. Some of us, we think sometimes it is money. But we have money and still no. We can't find something is just missing in our life. We can't trace and found it. But wherever it is hidden within the sphere of life, we send angels of God ahead of you to go and uncover them in the name of Jesus. Whatever the devil has hidden any part of your life and try to make sure that you don't find it. You shall discover it in the name of Jesus. You shall found it in the name of Jesus. You shall retrieve it in Jesus' name. It is so interesting to walk in this life and realize that something is missing in your life. One day I met somebody say, Pastor, you know something? Something is missing in my life and I can't found it. I said, What is it? He said, Pastor, I don't know, but I feel I'm not complete. I said, what is it? I said, I'm not complete. He said, Pastor, in job, I have a job. I have a house. I have a car. I'm married. I have children. And I'm okay. Pastor, I travel to wherever you are. But, but still something is missing in my life I say you know something it is the joy of the Lord the Bible said that peace is of the Lord when God is the one that gives us peace peace does not come with, with the abundance of resources that a man shall give peace is only of the Lord I said you know something the peace of God is stolen from you that is why no material uh, replacement is able to give you that satisfaction of life and I say my brother you know something let us begin to pray and let us trust God that whatever that it is of you shall come back unto you. Hallelujah. We spend some time praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. One morning this man left his office around 9 p.m. And drove straight back to the church. Came and lied down at the altar. And wept from 9 o'clock to 2 o'clock. The man was just sleeping in the church. Weeping and weeping and weeping and weeping. And weeping. He wept and wept and wept and wept and wept and wept and wept. After he finished weeping. He washed his face. He went home. That was the end of it. This man has become the happiest person in life. He's always happy. Anytime he finds say, Pastor, I don't need money. I don't need house. I don't need anything. But I see that I am happy. I am comfortable with my life. I am happy. He said, Pastor, I come to church then. And, but church will be happy and I'm not happy. I go home. My wife is asking, what is wrong with you? I don't know. My children are always complaining. I can't find. But for whatever reason now, even whether I have to eat or not, I am happy. Hallelujah. Peace is of the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, I know there's somebody here. Satan might have stolen something. Satan might have taken something from your life. But we stand in the power of the Most High. The God of peace, that God shall restore into you. That God shall recover it on for you. That God shall take it back unto you. Hallelujah. Some of our, my sisters, some of you, your heart has been stolen. And up to now, you can't put it back. You can't get it back. You are walking in this life, but you know that 
Your heart is empty and it is vague. Nothing good is there. You can't love. You can't be happy. You can't. Even when they smile to you, you think that they are laughing at you. Your whole life is messed up. That you can't. Where people are rejoicing, you think that uh, they are making fun of you. You have become so superstitious because something has been taken out of your life. But today we know that the God Most High, the Lord Everlasting God, and the Eternal God, the Merciful God, that God shall make sure that you shall recover that area of your life that is missing. You shall found it and you'll be happy. You shall pick it and you'll be happy. You shall discover it and you shall be happy. In the name of Jesus. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 8 a popular scripture all of us know concerning David. So David inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. You see sometimes when our life is shortened sometimes we are in a hurry to inquire of anybody or anyhow. We don't inquire of the Lord. You see people going consultation, going to contact counselors and whatever and try to find out what is missing or what is wrong with their life. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody, nobody can replace unto you what Satan has taken except God. Sometimes we have to stop making inquiries from people. We have to stop asking and demanding and finding out from people. We have to stop all these things. It is of the Lord. The Bible said that David, having gone to war, came back to realize that his camp has been ransacked by the Philistines. They've taken everything. The most painful thing is they've taken his two wives. If it was one wife, he wouldn't have bought it. But two, and they've taken all. At least if they've taken one, he has one. Console his soul. But they've taken all. So there's none left. And so the guy was in a very serious, in a very bitter situation. Nevertheless, his people were also blaming him. Everybody in the camp, his soldiers that he went with, because they have carried everybody's family away. All of them came to him, attacking him, accusing him, blaming him. The man was confused. The Bible said that he was weeping. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. People will always blame you for what they have no solution to. Especially when it is about their life connected to you. People will always blame. That is why you don't have to leave your life to the credence of people. Because people will always blame you. Anything they don't understand about you, they will blame. People will blame you. Whatever they have not get explanation from you, they will blame you. Human nature is just like that. Somebody will mess up and will shift the blame to another person. Somebody will abuse their own life and they'll put the blame on another person. People will always blame. This is a situation all of us have went to war. David did not go to war for himself. It was for all of us, but just that he was the head of them. He was the captain. He was the commander-in-chief. They were fighting battles. They went and they came back and the enemy has come behind it and has ransacked, taking everything, taking their property, everything, including their wives and their children. They were blaming him. Amen. Imagine you go to work and you come back and everything of your house has been stolen. Everything is gone. What are you going to do? Amen. Then your spouse or your children or your family member come and everybody's blaming you. If you have not gone to work, if you have not gone to work, if you have not gone to work, one of the blames of the devil that is interested is when a loved one dies. Sometimes when your loved one dies, the devil will tell you that you didn't do enough. You could have done this, you could have done this, you could have done this. Currently, somebody lost a, a loved one then came, and came to me, was weeping. He said, Pastor, I, I, think, I, I think I could have done this. I said, what could you have done? She, she, I said everything. No, she was weeping, put herself as a pastor. I could have there's some, I said, tell me what could you have done? I feel so guilty, Pastor. Maybe, maybe. I said, maybe what? The devil will blame you. So these people were blaming David. It is because of you that our children are gone. Because of you, our wife is gone. Because of you, our life is messed up. Because of this, 
Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you will blame yourself unnecessary blames. Because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. If I had gone to school, if I had gone to university, if I was born uh, in Accra, if I were, you were not born in Accra, but you are in Accra now. If I was born at Kolebu, maybe things would have changed. If my parents had gone to secondary school, I wouldn't have become like that. If this, if this, if that, if that, if that, stop the blame. Amen. Everybody came and was blaming him. That this boy doesn't know what to do again. Everything is gone. This morning, I know there are some of us, everything is gone. Hallelujah. We are living by hope. Because everything is gone. Our joy is gone. Our peace is gone. Our happiness is gone. Our confidence is gone. Our hope is gone. Some of us, our physical resources is even gone. And we are stuck in this life. We don't know what to do. Hallelujah. And in addition to it, people are also blaming us. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a God. Amen. So the Bible said that David, in the midst of all this blame, David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake, and without fail, recover Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I came to announce to you that when God gave you the power to recover, you don't recover one and leave two. You don't recover two and leave three. You don't recover three and leave four. When God said recover, you recover all. You recover everything. You recover the sin. You recover the unseen. You recover the known. You recover the unknown. You recover the half. You recover that you don't have. When God said recover, you recover everything. I came to announce to somebody I release the spirit of recovery upon your life this morning and I prophesy upon you that from today you shall recover it all. You shall recover everything. You shall recover all. Whatever is lost, whatever is hidden, whatever is stolen, whatever is kept in secret places you are going to recover it because the grace of recovery I prophesy receive it. I say receive it. You shall receive grace to recover. Grace to discover. Grace to overtake. You know God said that boy David don't let them blame you. Don't let them accuse you. Don't let them criticize you. David go after this troop. Ladies and gentlemen listen to me. If a weaker person take from you you can easily snatch it. If a weaker person steal from you you can easily go to them and get it. But these people are troops. It's not one person. Ladies and gentlemen one day Jesus met a man at the tomb who was vested with the demons and demons and when they were coming on Jesus, Jesus said, hey stand there who are you? He said we are legions I want you to know that the devil does not come in one or two. He come in number in troops so that he would totally ransack your life. That is why when you don't have peace, he still puts sickness on you. When you don't have a job, he still broke your heart. When you are not married, he still causes you to lose your job. He doesn't come in one. He come in multiple and dimension. In truth, make sure that he totally finish your life. But God said that David, no matter how troops they are, no matter the multitude, go after them in the name of Jesus. This morning, you will go in after them. You shall pursue them. Hey, if the enemy is at Dansomana, we are going to Dansomana. If the enemy is at Seikala, we are going to Seikala. If it is your hometown, we are entering that village how far they have gone we are pursuing them we are chasing them there listen to me you can never retrieve from a thief until you arrest the thief at where they are lodging if they steal you and you stay in your house and said they will bring it they will bring it you may not get it but when you get where they are hidden and you go there you can find it in the name of jesus wherever they've taken 
your life, they've taken your property, whatever they've taken your destiny, your marriage, wherever they've taken your peace, your salvation, your prayer life, your righteous holiness, this morning pursue them, go after it, chase those troops and recover, receive grace. God said, David, yes, pursue them, for you shall overtake. And when you overtake, don't waste time, recover everything. Recover your own, recover your soldier's own. Recover your neighbor's own. Recover your colleague's own. Recover your relative's own. Listen to me. If you recover your own and you don't recover your relative's own, it is work zero. Hallelujah. It is work zero. You see, some of us that God has blessed to recover unto us financial blessings that we have, look at the rate at which we waste money on family issues. Hello? Some of us, God has blessed to give us a place in Accra. Look at the rate at which our house is always true. Sometimes as if our house is a tourist center. The family people, they get up in your house. 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 They, some of them, they don't even call you that they are coming. The fact that you are in a house, some of them can just call you and make a demand and you yourself, you don't even have it. That is why when you are recovering, you recover all. Amen. Recover for that old woman in the village. When that old woman is okay, they will not worry you. Recover for that uncle, that auntie. Recover for them all. Listen, don't recover for yourself. Recover for your husband. Recover for your wife. Recover for your children. When all of them are recovered, you shall have your peace of mind in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If sometimes when I'm praying, I say, God, bless all the church members with the grace to pray and pray for results. Because if all of us can pray and get results, I will have no problem. I wouldn't pray for anybody. Amen. I get up, all that I will be praying is what? Blessings for the church. The church will increase. But sometimes you step there to pray and you realize that Q cannot pray. You realize that A cannot pray. You see that somebody has requested a prayer, a uh, 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 um, um, request from you. And you see that by this prayer request, you should be able to pray. It's not that you should be able to pray. The person can pray. And sometimes I pray that God grace all of them able to pray. So God said that David, recover all for everybody. Recover for all your neighbors, all your relatives. Recover for all of them. If you don't, you have done no work. And this morning when you recover, you are only recovering your finance. You will cover your marriage. You will cover your children. You will cover your wife. You will cover your house. You will cover your relative. You recover everything that makes your life complete and peaceful. You shall recover it in the name of Jesus. Somebody has taken over your position. Somebody has taken over your joy. And you are watching. You are going to recover. Amen. Somebody has taken uh, your womb and hide it. Somebody has taken your children and hide them. Somebody has taken your marriage and hide it. You are going to recover them all. Amen. So David, when you read further, the Bible said David pursued. And he did recover. And he did also overtook them. Amen. But the first thing you must know is that the people who don't recover don't pursue. People who will never recover. They are life. They are those who don't pursue. The first thing God told David, said, David, pursue. Pursue. Don't sit down. Don't complain. Don't blame. Don't listen to the blames. Don't hear what people are saying. Pursue. Get up. Follow after it. Go after it. Run after it. Sometimes we just leave everything and then we are staying back and we are sitting down thinking that it's going to happen. Listen, the devil is not like your relative who will say that, oh, we took it but now we are mobbed What dear bro? No, the devil doesn't care whether you will die or whatever. They don't care. Once they've taken it, they've taken it. They are not bringing it back until you go after it. Amen. The devil took Job's life 
And the devil was not ready. Remember, when God gave uh, the devil opportunity of, of Job's life, God didn't say that when you take it, bring it back. No. God said that the only thing you cannot do is you cannot kill. But you take everything. And the devil took everything. And Job's wife has waited. I see that it was not coming. Say, hey, you know something? Curse God and die. Job said, no, we are getting it wrong here. I have to go for it myself. And the Bible said that Job, he began to what? console himself. He began to build faith. He began to speak uh, uh, faith. He began to speak about good things. And he even began to fight the devil. That is why you, when you go to uh, Job's chapter, I think 32 there about, he's talking about you giving command to the mornings and, and commanding every evil to. He began to pursue. you. There's no way. If my life has been locked up in the moon, I lose it. If my life has been hidden in the sun, I lose it. You don't sit down. You must what? Pursue. So most of the time you see people who will be sitting down and instead of pursuing, they are not pursuing. And hoping that yes, everything is just going to work. Everything is going to come back. Ladies and gentlemen, things don't come back until you make it to come back. Amen. And you must pursue to recover. Because if you don't pursue, you will never. If you sit down, and I have a big problem with people who even pray to push it more. Pray to push, push it more. Already you can't find it. And you get up, God, wherever it, it is, I know you are keeping it safe for me. Wherever my husband is, I know that Lord, he, he will be safe until I meet him. Wherever my wife is, wherever my job is, I know that the company that will hire me, Father, it is safe until I'm employed. When they took David's household, and it's this thing, they didn't kill any of them. They were all safe. But they were not waiting. Amen. They were going. And God did not say that David, pray that they will stop or they will stay for you. God said that pursue. So you chase them until you arrest them and get it back. Amen. Some of us, listen to me, they have gone far, but you can chase them. Amen. Because there's a grace of God when it comes to you. Hallelujah. The fastest man on earth cannot speed like you. There's a grace of God when it comes upon you. The speed that comes upon your life, the speed that comes upon your spirit is faster than the concord in the name of Jesus. That was the grace that came upon Elijah on Mount Carmel. The Bible said that when that spirit came upon him and he stood on his feet, the Bible said Ahab was at the entrance of Samaria. But when the spirit came upon Elijah and he began to move, there was a Holy Ghost speed that came upon him. Even though the Bible said just as Ahab was about to enter the gate, Elijah has passed. I came to announce to somebody, just as they were about to enter their camp, you shall arrest them. Just as they are about to enter into their, their stronghold, you shall arrest them. Just as they are about to enter into their room, you shall arrest them. Just as they are about to enter and lock it, you shall arrest them in the name of Jesus. You don't allow them to enter. Just as Ahab was about to enter, the Bible said that Elijah caught up there. Perhaps we allow the devil to go and lock it before we go knocking and pushing and breaking. No, I don't wait for that. As soon as I find something is wrong, I say, God, I build up a spiritual speed against this, this enemy. And I build up God's stamina against this enemy. I must pursue until I have caught everything that I need to get. And this morning, trust me, you are going to pursue. And when you pursue, you shall overtake. And when you overtake, you shall recover. And you will take whatever is yours to the power of the glory of Jesus. Number two. Number two. Those who recover don't accept a loss as defeat. No. The people who recover, 
they don't accept any loss as defeat. Yes, I lost it, but I am not defeated. I am not out. I have not been kicked out. And some of us, when we lose it, we think that is it. It's the end. I've let them forget it. Let them quit. No. Losing it does not mean quitting. Else n- nobody will break through. You can lose it, but it's just part of the game. Amen. So you don't stay. I said, oh, I, I, I lost it. And, and once I've lost it, that is it. I, I can't find it again. Who said it? They lost everything. But they were not defeated. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot be defeated because you know something? We are in the path of the victor. Jesus has won the victory for us. We are only exercising our victory. But this victory, we claim it and we maintain it with battle. So, when you sit down and say that I lost it, so I'm defeated. But you lost it, but you did not defeated. Maybe you lost your marriage, but you are not defeated out of marriage. No, unless you don't want to marry again. But if you want to marry again, I prophesy a sumptuous man. Prophesy a sumptuous lady. I prophesy a sumptuous marriage. Maybe you lost your job, but that does not mean that you are out of job. No. Good job is coming. Good business is coming. Good work is coming. Good employment is coming. Good opportunities is coming. In the name of Jesus. So you may lost it, but you are not defeated. Amen. And let us not be quickly to accept defeat. The moment things have become a bit tough, we accept defeat. And you see people say that, Pastor, maybe God don't want me. Who said it? Pastor, why is it that I've been praying and still God don't answer? Hey, who are you to question God? The Bible said, who are you to question the Most High? Who are you to ask? No. Nobody can question him. That is why he said that in all things, with prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known to God. Let you not open your mouth and blaspheme. Nobody should question. Don't question God. Pray. Why? Why is it God? Pastor, why is it that I've gone so many interviews and I don't get the job? Why is it that I prayed and prayed and prayed and God is not answered? For the first place, who told you that it is your prayer that moves God? Hello? Who told you? He shows mercy on whom he shows mercy. And you have compassion on whom you have compassion. Amen. So it is not your prayer. Hallelujah. Look at all the teachings of prayer that Jesus gave. None of them said that and it should move God. When he said that if you need anything, whatsoever thing you need, when you pray in my name, my name, then my father will give to you so that my joy will be fulfilled. So if God is not ready for Jesus' joy to be fulfilled by your prayer request, you won't answer. You are going by Jesus' name and he has to honor so that Christ God will say that, hey, for this one, time is soon here. And the Bible said that we are the pleasure of the Lord. So whatever concept God wants to have with your life, he hasn't finished. Amen. So you don't go question God. Why did it? Why did it? Why did it? Why did it? The more you go and say, God, why, 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 the more you are lengthening the situation. Amen. Yes, he didn't work yesterday. Father, thank you. Maybe if you had worked yesterday, it wouldn't have spared me back. But I know that tomorrow is another day. The steadfast love of the Lord, they are new every morning. The Bible said that day by day, he renewed his covenant with his children. So yesterday it didn't work, but tomorrow he shall work unto me. I forget that, but yesterday I'm looking at today. He said that the God and give us God the bread, give us the bread of today and enable us against the evils of today. You are sufficient of the day. So whatever happened of today is sufficient for your life. Live tomorrow for God, for God shall think of tomorrow. And don't question him why. That is not your problem. Amen. That is not your problem. We are in the haste. We are rushing. God why? God why? God why? Jesus one day look at a rich man and say, foolish rich man. You talk as if your life is your own. What about tonight if God comes and says that I'm taking my life? What will you do? So, you don't think that your prayer can right. We pray and deal with these issues. He has given us power. 
contend for our life, but not to bribe him. We don't pray to bribe God. We don't pay tithe to bribe God. We don't worship to bribe God. It is a must. It is part of our faith. You have to do it. If you don't do it, he doesn't change. Amen. He's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. He's the sovereign God. The I am that I am. I don't become you because you pray, and I don't become him because you worship her. Whether you pray or not, I am that I am. Moses said that the people want to stone me. He said that I am still I am. Moses said that people don't have food. He still still I am. Moses said, God, you are delaying. He still I am. Moses said that Pharaoh is becoming difficult. He said, I am still I am. Moses said, God, now what do we do? Say I am every space that you turn, God is I am you are blessed is I am, you are not blessed is I am, you are sick is I am you are not sick is I am, so no one thing, oh Israel, that the Lord thy God is one, his name is what? Jehovah Elohim the Lord who is three in one all powerful, omnipotent, omnipresent he is the God who is the same yesterday, today and forever, the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the last all in the book of Hebrews he says that, remember the God is the author and the finisher and the finisher of your faith and listen God begins your faith he ends your faith he begins you with tears but he will end you with joy he begins with small beginning but he will end you with greater beginning he begins you with walking but your latter days you shall run he begins you with trotting but the end you shall soar even though he begins you with tears in the night but morning shall come you shall laugh again the Bible said in the evenings and the mornings they were the first day the second day God does not begin with the morning and end with the evening. He begins with the evenings and end with the morning. So every day you have an evening. And in your evening times, it is not nice. Evening is scary. Evening is wicked. The Bible said that when men went to sleep at night, the devil came and sowed tasks among wheat. The evenings, and the Bible said that every wickedness and evil are done in the night. And in the night is where God begins our life. When you sleep, Job said that while I am a sleeper, he opened my spirit and drop an idea that in the morning I must a commissioner that Job said I know the spirit of the Lord is the candle of the law of the Lord and he put the spirit and illuminate us so in the night God comes unto you and works on your life and in the morning he begin to accomplish it some of us we are still in the evening your morning will come we are still in the night your morning will come we are still in the dark your day will come it shall never be like this things will change but in the evening sometimes it looks like night will not come you get worried you get confused but morning shall come and joy shall be your portion receive grace ladies and gentlemen there is no bitterness of soul there's no confuse of life there's no hurt and pain than in the night hallelujah sometimes in the morning you walk around as if you have no problem you see friends you laugh you see loved ones you are happy but sometimes when you go to your bed you sleep and your eyes will open at the early hours 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. your eyes have opened and realities are coming onto you your evenings have come and you wake up you see that oh my god I am not happy I don't have a job I am not happy my husband don't love me my wife don't love me I am not happy my children are becoming wayward I am not happy I pray things are not working I am not happy Lord I am 42 years nobody's marrying me and everybody's calling me I am useless everybody's saying that God I am a prostitute everybody's saying that I'm a thief everybody's saying I'm this I am not happy in the mornings early hours of the night you see that your soul is bitter and David said that my soul rejoice in the Lord don't be put down because of when in the latter time when men are put down then you shall say be lifted up in the evening there's a putting down but the 
a spirit of God who works in the man and that spirit will lift you up. So in the evenings sometimes it is painful but lift yourself up and pursue your life. That is why David said, and let the meditations of my heart be acceptable unto you, G. In the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't meditate during the daytime. During the daytime, your mind is so busy with activities, with work. But in the nights, when you are left alone, then the meditations of life comes unto you. You think and think and think and think. Sometimes you think for good. Sometimes you think for evil. Sometimes everything, your mind is jammed up. But Lord knows the meditations of the heart of the righteous. Because nobody thinks evil for your own life. Yes, your mind may perceive evil. But your heart always wishes good. So it says that the meditations of my heart are acceptable unto you. If we follow our mind, we'll be destroyed. But God looks at our heart. Because in our heart, there is the oasis, the issues of life. And when you look at them, he see that your heart is born with life. Your heart is boiling with good things. I wish I can do well for my children, for my family. I wish I can do well from, from these people. But God is not easy. Evil is after me. I am not have money. Your mind say it is not. Your heart say it is yes. And God look at the heart, the issues of your heart and be a blessing to you. I came to announce to somebody, it, when you are put down, you are not kicked out. Down but you are not out. You might have lost it, but you are not defeated. You are not out of life. You are not kicked out. Amen. You've not been thrown out. Life is not a, like a boxing. That when you are knocked out, you have to go and people must decide whether they should give you the opportunity again. No. In life, every day, when you are knocked out, there's still another opportunity. The righteous shall be put down seven times. And seven times, he shall come back. Oh, my enemies, do not mock at me. When I fall, I shall rise up again. So there's a falling, but there's a rising up again. Because we pursue we pursue recover in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So sometimes we accept defeat so easily. Sometimes we take it so easy and we think that, oh, that is it. Ladies and gentlemen, concerning Christ himself, he, there's a lot of times he's put down, but he didn't accept it. A lot of times he's discouraged. He didn't accept it. He entered a church one day and realized that the church is in a mess. But he, he has to whip them after whipping them. He still said that my house shall be called a house of prayer. He wasn't put down. One day he stand upon and look at Jerusalem and he started weeping. But still, he didn't say that it is out. So there can be a, a loss, but there's no defeat. In our life, we don't see defeat. We don't retreat. We don't surrender. We fall and we rise up. We lose, but we keep going. Hallelujah. Because victory belongs to us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, let's look at some facts. Some facts that you will recover. Let's look at some facts. We are only introducing today. Then we get up and pray. A few facts that you will recover. The first one is that God has destined the righteous to recover from failures. First fact that you will recover is that God has destined you that when you fail, you will hurt. Bounce back. Yeah. The righteous fail. So failure is not the end. It's something that is inside of you. And when you fail, that thing will bring you back. Have to walk by that. Proverbs chapter 6, 24, 16, and 18. Hear what the wise man has to say. For a man may fall seven times and rise again. A man may do what? Fall seven times. If a man will fall seven times and rise again, then it is time to. A woman will fall 14 times. Because everything of a man is, is too true. If you tell a woman, how are you? She wouldn't say that I'm fine. Oh, but I wake up this morning, you know I'm okay. I am not worried. Why are you asking why are you? Is there anything wrong? Just ask how are you. Please do you. Do, 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 you, do you have money to do? I don't have money. Ah, but why do you ask me I have money? Why? You don't have money. What do you do with your money? You are the man. I should ask you money. But why are you asking me? Maybe why you ask one. 
hot. Two. If a man owns 14, their own is what? We get broken heart and then we stay in the room a little and finish. A woman will get, get broken heart and you see them in church and look like Satan is in their house. How are you? Pastor. Are you sick? Pastor, brother with my heart. The Bible is true. God never lies. The heart of a man, desperately wicked. What is it? Hmm. Woman saying, hmm, that guy. Pastor, what he has done to me? What did he do? Hmm. Pastor, hmm. I don't even know where to start. The moment he say he don't know how to start, they know that it's deep. It's not seven fall, 14 fall. 14 fall. Amen. But sometimes you see. Sometimes you come to church and I, when I see some of the sisters praises everything. And, mm-hmm. You see, if a woman is going through natural challenges of life, you will see. But if it is emotional issues, you will see. Natural issues of life, you will see them. I would have said it. If it's an issue of life, we praise your name. We praise your name, oh God. You praise your name, you praise your name. <laughs> And lo and behold, if the person too is a church member, they'll see this man has to get up and is coming to give an offering. Then look at this. God is not like that. Amen. We have to grow over these things. Emotional disappointment, it is not destiny disappointment. When a man walks off of you, it is for your best. Amen. Yes, when a man walk out of you, it's your best. When I used to be a hunter and a chaser, when I see an animal and the animal tells me that I don't want to die for you, I want to die for this hunter, I just tell the animal that fine, maybe there's sickness in you. Anytime I go to a lady and the lady said, oh yes, it's fine, but you know something, I, I like you, but I don't think I can marry you. You know, that's what they say. They won't tell you that they don't, they don't love you. Tell you that I like you, everything. There's nothing wrong about you. You are nice. You are such a good person. In fact, you are every woman's man. But the truth is the truth. I like you very well. But for marriage, I don't think it is this thing. No. When you do thank her, say, sister, God bless you. I'm so happy for saving my life. Amen. Some of them will tell you that, okay, I understand. Let's see how it is. And then they will take you to three months and they will tell you that, can I have your car keys? And when you give you the car keys, you say, you know something? Police has been worrying me on the way too much. So let me put the documents in my car. Then you add the documents. The next time you go to DVLA, the car belongs to her. They did it to a guy in the church. She went to take a South African lady, Ghana man, village boy. He's from mountains. He came to Accra. God has blessed him. He's working a little. He's got a car. And then go and take, they took the car. He came to my office and was crying. Pastor, we shot him. What the boy for Sorry, Frank. He should have us. Amen. So it's good. But he said, for a man shall fall on seven times. Ladies and gentlemen, it means that in this life, if you are sitting down there, the problem is going to be one, then we recover. You are in problem. There can be problem and problem and problem. Defeat, lose, falling. You have to rise up at all times. The Bible said that seven times you rise up seven times. It means destiny is such that you cannot lose it. Destiny has purpose your life that you can never be kicked out. So you don't have to accept it. Hallelujah. Maybe you are down one, rise up again. You are down to rise up again. Some of us, pastor, I have been down hundred times. It is never true. You have not been down hundred times. Because you can never go ahead of the Bible. You might have been down hundred times, but when we group it into, into seven, every one category is twenty. Pastor, I have been down hundred times. They've all the thirty down out of the hundred. It's all marriage. They've broke your house thirty times. So it doesn't mean that you are down. You have been down once. You have tried job. Your job has failed. Your business has failed. 
20 times. It is not down. It is one. But it is a lot of types and kinds. But when it comes to proper, that this issue has knocked you out. It can never exceed seven. Bible said, any time you go, you have to rise up again. And the Bible is, didn't say that somebody is coming to help you to rise up. So when the righteous go down, the righteous will hold. rise up again. And some of us, when we are down, we expect people to come in and help us to rise up again. I have been sick and nobody visited me. I don't have a job and nobody cares. And, and things are not working and, and, and pastor doesn't is, 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 see what can pastor do the righteous fall seven times he rises up again the Bible says, but the wicked shall fall by calamity in the name of Jesus listen I release total defeat crash breakdown take out upon any wicked person against your life. Anybody who is seeking for your destruction. Anybody seeking for your collapse. Anybody seeking for your defeat. Anybody seeking that it might not go well with you. In the name of Jesus, may they fall totally out of life in Jesus' name. You see what the Bible says? It said the righteous go seven times. They rise up. But the wicked shall go only one and it will be the end. Today, if anybody is hiding anywhere, who is the reason for your falling? Who is the reason for your life? So that your life does not rise up. Your life does not go forward. Your life does not see the progress. We call upon this scripture. We summon them to this scripture. May they fall and never come back in Jesus name. This is what we, sometimes we call dangerous prayers. Sometimes we allow it. I didn't say it all. He said the righteous will go seven times. Listen, the issue is not about what puts you down. The issue is about how you lift yourself up. As for the down, you may go. But the lifting up, Isaiah said that when men say there is a cast down, then you, 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 you shall say there is a lifting up. It's not anybody who's going to say. So sometimes you must tell yourself. Sometimes I sit down and I look at myself and I tell myself, I say, hey, you guys, listen, there's a lifting up for you. You are not down. You cannot accept to be down. You can't be down. It's a lie. No, lift up your heart, yourself. Why are you not happy? Why are you not rejoicing? Why do you think that you are behind? Why do you think that it is wrong? Why do you think that it is not working? It is working. Lift yourself up. Then you look at the enemy. You may know the enemy or not. You may know the way. Listen, you don't know to need to know that there's a wicked. There's one. You don't know to see that this is my enemy. Oh, if God shows you your enemy, you have no problem. Do you think that if David has known that Ahithophel was his enemy, will he have opened up all his secret to him? Because David thought Ahithophel was his best friend. So he opened up everything, not knowing Ahithophel was the biggest enemy. Hallelujah. And let him tell you something. Anybody you have hurt a relative, don't trust the person. I said anybody that throughout life you have hurt a relative, don't trust that that person can be a good co- a, a, a friend or, or, or companion. No. All the issue of Ahithophel against David was Uriah. Because Bathsheba is a long relative to Ahithophel. 
Uriah's wife was a relative to Ahithophel. And when David messed up, Bathsheba and brought to kill Uriah, it hurts Ahithophel. And all along he was finding a way to pay David back for what he has done to the sister. But he pretended. And at the right time, he said, this is when I'll pay you back. Hallelujah. But, well, the God that nobody can question. I found David a man man after my own heart. When we go to heaven, hey, I said my children ask questions. But God should be careful, unless he dodge. (laughs) Unless he dodge. You You know, God is a smart man. He knows the questions we are bringing, so now he has put David at the right hand. He's our our advocate. So all questions must go to him, and he will say that say Christ is by my sovereign rule. Else the question he will get to him. Some of the general questions all of us ask. If he knows that Satan is stronger than us, why did he bring him on earth? Everybody will ask him that first question. We will all ask David. You said God, you said David is a man after your own heart. And you said that nobody should hold murder. Nobody should commit adultery. David did not only do one who he committed a murder. And you said he's a man after my own heart. You said that you, the hands that carries innocent blood, you God, you don't bless. There was an innocent blood on David's hand. And David said, I'll build you a temple. You said, David, gather the money. Your son Solomon will come and, 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 and build it. And you know that this David has killed Uriah and has taken Bathsheba. And Solomon was Bathsheba's son. And he said, you should come and build a temple for you. And when they, he didn't build the temple, and the bastard boy was standing in the temple and said, God, this is your temple. His presence felt that the pastors could not preach. Holy pastors who have never married could not preach because a bastard has built a house for God. Let all man be lies. And only God be truth. That is why we can't question his sovereignty. Except when we go to heaven, then we'll find out who is that man called God and what is your principles of life. We have to find out. Amen. So, sometimes God has put those things down. And these are some of the questions sometimes I ask you and I'm just gathering them. And when we go to heaven, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and shall become two wives. A man is to leave his father and his mother, but the woman should not leave. A man, that is why when you marry every day and you see your wife, and my parents say, and my parents say, and my family say, and, my, and you ask yourself, but don't have family. This woman, grab on me too. About my family too. One day ask about how is my family doing? They don't ask. My family. My mother says, my father says, my mother says, and you are sitting down. Hey, Radi, you know what about me? You are living. God says, leave. So you look back, hey, mother, I care for you, but God says, you leave. So you become jump, jump, jump on her. Let's go and visit my. Then my mother don't have money. <laughs> Get. Then she's taking. My father is sick. Get. And you, when your people call you, hey, you people, you think I cry. Money is on the floor. Eh? Money is not on the floor. When your people call you, when your wife people call you, you are chasing everything because the man has left. And when we go to heaven, I ask God, is it fair? You make us to leave. And they, they, they don't leave. We have questions, so 
You let him keep some. You two gather your own. <laughs> when we go there, he himself, he will make sure. He's smart. That is why he calls us one one. He makes sure that at least we die one one. So when you die, you solve your own. When you die, you solve your own. When you die, you solve your own. So by the time we all get there, they have solved everybody's own. So nobody has questioned again. Because up to the days of John the Baptist, every question is solved. Up to the days of the last apostle, he has answered all of them. And all those who are dying, he's answering all of them. He will finish that. At the rapture, those who will go, they are new Christians. They don't have any question. <laughs> Number two, we're going to pray very soon. No power of the enemy can stop the righteous from recovering. Mm. No power. And Satan, you know what he said in Joel? He said that everything that the devil has stolen, the palmer worms have eaten, the canker worms have eaten, the caterpillars have eaten. He said, all of them I shall restore. It means that, listen, there is nothing about your life that is lost if the devil has had possession of it. Nothing. Nothing. The only thing that when it is lost, you can't find it again, is when you yourself, you messed up your life. But if it is not you who have lost it, and it is the devil who has lost and stolen from you, no matter where they have hidden it, you can retrieve it. Amen. So there's no power of the wicked that can stop you from recovering your life. Micah chapter 7 verse 8 and 9. It's just a connection of Proverbs. Do not rejoice over me. Can you look at somebody and tell the person, hey, stop, stop, stop it. Look at somebody. Tell the person, hey, stop it. Oh, you are being gentle. I said, look at the person, hey, stop it. Tell the person, stop it. You talk too much about me. Don't rejoice over me. You see, sometimes people just want to see you fall. People just want to see you lose it. People just want to see you in problems. And they started talking about you. Rejoicing about you. They have news. Because human beings, we are happy at the destruction of another. It is only human beings that if one is suffering, we are happy. But go and see one bear that is dead. You see all the bears standing beside it. Go and see one dog which is dead. You go and see all the other dogs. But go and see one human being who is at fault. You see all other humans in the world. It is on air. It is on air. You blow everything on air. But God said, my enemy do not rejoice over me. My enemy. When I fall, my God, when I fall, when I lose it, he said, don't rejoice. I will rise up again. Listen, somebody is happy because you have fallen. Somebody is happy because work is not working. Marriage is not working. Somebody is happy because you don't have a baby yet. Somebody is not happy because you don't have a job. You are not married. Somebody is not happy because, yes, you are a tenant. Somebody is happy because you are walking by the roadside and every day they drive and when they pass you, pa, 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 and when you look at and they are happy. Somebody is happy because you lose your marriage. Somebody is happy 
Because your children are wayward. They are happy. The Bible says, let us announce to them. And I sounded unto them. Wherever they are. Whether they hear or not. One thing we know is that the spirit has ears. And it sends information. The, book, the Bible talks in the books of Ecclesiastes. It said that do not gossip over a king. Because a bird will hear of it. And shall announce it. So whoever they are. They hear what I'm saying. That If they are rejoicing of you. They better rejoice over their own life. Because you are not going to remain as who you are. You will never be as who you are. Whatever the situation, they think they are ahead of you. Oh my God. Tonight and this morning, God shall put a full stop wherever they are. They shall be there. You shall pass over them. You shall recover over them. You shall run over them. They will see only your back in the name of Jesus. May they never rejoice over you. May they never rejoice. And they are happy. He said, when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. When things are bad, when things are worse, when things are confused, and they think that it's fair, he said, the Lord will be a light unto me. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why most of the times when the Christian or the righteous is in problems, you don't get happy. Because they will come out. Amen. Ho. Oh. Listen, we have seen Christians who have gone through worse. They came out. You will come out. I say you will come out. You are coming out. It doesn't matter what they have done and who has done. You are coming out. Do not rejoice over me. When I fall, I will rise up again. Even when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. Haven't you seen people that God break through for them in their hate days, in their way days, in their crying days? That was when things worked out for them. Let them tell one thing to those who are not married. Those who are not married. Listen, if a young man or woman have God, don't despise them. Those who are not married. If a man or a young man has God and has treasured, don't, don't despise them. Except the person is not your class. Because however it is, we have a class. I believe if I was Kapopo and my wife, we said, yeah, you are anointed, but Charlie. She would have said, oh, Reverend, you are anointed. You are very good. You are nice. But you know something, the problem is, you see, because sometimes I'll be looking for you and I don't see where you are. And meanwhile, you are beside me. And I'll be turning my eyes and then you are beside me. Amen. A woman married a couple a man. And the woman was in a hurry to Sunday morning to church. And as was rushing, he was turning his hands to this one when the man was closer. He turned his hands like this. The man's cheeks pop! The man said, ha! And you know short people, when they get angry, they become shorter. He said, ha! Then he jumped then landed back and jumped and landed back. <laughs> and the woman said, Hey, make us take us any old tea. Oh, yeah, there's some honey. So don't underrate when short people can spring, long people we don't spring, we just do like this and it goes. I'm not, I'm not making reference to any short man here. So. Stop worrying the short people. Bismarck is not short. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he said, when I sit in darkness, sometimes 
The righteous may be sitting in darkness, but the light will shine unto them. Sometimes you can find a young man who has full of God, full of faith, full of life, but they are in their dark days. Light will come unto them. Amen. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. If somebody has gone to the house of Saul and tell Saul's daughter that David is your husband, the lady would have cursed the day she was born. So, David, who are you talking about? Oh, the boy who comes to play for your father anytime the demons come. Way, way, way. You know the way the ladies way. They pray man once they are able to move with their eyes. Sometimes I am scared of them. Some of the sisters, while they are doing all this, their eyes. Way. Way. But one day. The lady was in the house. There wasn't any pre-marital introduction. There wasn't co-co-co. There wasn't proposal. There wasn't connection. She was there. The father came. Ah, yeah. I know you are doing your masters as Oxford, but come home. What is it? Marriage. Daddy, marry who? Ah, well, you know, I said whoever killed Goliath shall marry you. Father. What? Yes. And, and what? Goliath has been killed. So you have to come and marry the person. Daddy, who is it? Is it one of the commanders? <laughs> Commander. Do you know that boy? Which boy? The one that prays for my demons to leave. That. Who? Oh, that boy. Jesse's son. Jesse. Who? David. David. Oh, father, please. Excuse me. Father, do you know what you are talking about? You are talking about your Oxford graduate daughter coming to marry David. This guy, Abino, Red Bush, distant place, demon chaser. He said, Well, daughter, I'm sorry. A king's word is final. That is why God has said, You may sit in darkness, but light will come unto you. You may be in darkness, but light shall come unto you. You may be hiding, but light shall come unto you. You may be frustrated, but light shall come to you. You may not be known, but light shall come to you. Isaiah said, arise and shine, for thy glory is risen. The Bible said that Jesus, when he comes, those who sit in darkness, great light shall come unto them. Sometimes there's no cause that I, I am down. There's no cause that, uh, that things are not working. There's no cause that no light shall come to you. That girl, whether she wanted it or not, she was going to marry David. And she did marry him. Amen. That is one, what I believe that sometimes when you order your steps, God knows how to make you a queen or a king. He knows how. Sometimes let us minimize the connection matter. And look upon to God. Number four, then we pray. God never give up on the righteous. He's always waiting for us to pray, repent and pray. Then he'll give us another opportunity. It's a fact that you recover. Because he never gives up. Somebody says, and God has given up on you. And God has given up. No! 
Listen to me, dear ones. Salvation is expensive. Salvation is expensive. And because it's expensive, God does not allow it to go waste. He wouldn't save you and allow you to go waste. No, there's always a remedy to bring you back. But ladies and gentlemen, the bouncing back is our repentance and our prayer. Let's look at Judges chapter 16, verse 22, and then we go 28, about a young man called Samson. You know, this guy wouldn't listen to any advice. By when my book comes down, I'll be launching the book next month. So when it comes down, buy it. Girls versus Giants. Okay, everybody must buy one. Every girl here must buy one. Okay, because every girl here, for one reason or the other, you work with a, you are closer to a big man. So wait and see how, how you manage yourself around great people. Sorry, Samson. God has said, Samson. This particular area, don't go there. Samson went there. Met with a beautiful girl called Delilah. Very nice. Started a relationship with Delilah. Like any man who has seen a pretty girl and has gone into relationship with Something didn't know that the relationship she has, he has entered was the end of his life. Pray before you commit to any relationship. Amen. Any relationship, whether it's friendship, whether it's marital, whether it's casual, anybody that is coming to your life as a friend, as a love partner, whatever, pray. Because people are spirits and have no idea what is behind that person coming into your life? Somebody can come into your life and it is the end. That will be your doom. Samson is moving with this girl. Not knowing that his enemies is using the girl. God said, a boy, don't 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 No, she like it. Young men, those of us who like beautiful girls, be careful. Be careful. When a beautiful girl is a witch, you can't see. You can't see. It's hardly to see beautiful witches. You know, every witch we thought is ugly. Because witchcraft, witchcraft is from the camp of the enemy. It's, 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 they are mostly not. That's why mostly old ladies and this thing, we think. And sometimes when a, a lady is a witch, be careful. And I'm telling you, for the 21st century witches, they are, they are suit wearings. They are makeup. They wear eyelashes. They wear contact lens. They polish their lips with, with, with pink. They wear expensive wigs. They are on seven inches high heel. They have toned their body. They are looking shine. They, they, their perfume is like here and, 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 and Christian village. Expensive witches. Village witches, they have no problem. As soon as you see them, you know that they are witch. But the moment they see you and you laugh at them, I then I will say. So immediately you know that hey, danger lines. So you know that they are witch. 
But the, the beautiful one, how are you? By the grace of God, it's fine. I'm, don't you see? There are witches who are customized. Amen. Have you ever seen an ugly witch which has fallen a great man before? Go and look for Lewinsky. Have you seen Rice? All those ladies, Condoleezza, is it Condoleezza? And then Monica Lewinsky. I don't want to go to the Ghana one. <laughs> if I go to the Ghana one, these days they are they arrested at Pierre Stadium, so they can arrest me. <laughs> they are not ugly, oh. Strong, customized witches. So Samson has met a customized witch, pretty beautiful Delilah. Went in and messed up. They arrested him. Took off his eyes. Chained him. His life is finished. Shave his hair because that was his strength. Took off his vision. He has no vision in life. He has no glory in life. Amen. He was out. He was knocked out. But God has never given out on him. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter how it is, no matter the mess, no matter the mistake, no matter the frustration, no matter the distance, you might have done the worst. But this morning I'm here to announce to you that God has never given out on you. God has never given up on you. There's one more chance that is coming. There's another opportunity that is coming. There's another grace that is coming. Sit up and get ready because God shall give you one more opportunity. Everybody think it is done with something. Ladies and gentlemen, the whole people have gathered and they look at something and say, Look at you. You are finished. Sometimes people are looking at you and say, see, you are finished. People are saying, all over you are finished. But I and you know that we have a God who is in heaven, who hear our cry and who hear us. We have a God whose hands are always stretched to save us, whose ears are always open to redeem us whenever we call up unto him. The Bible said that Samson's hair began to grow again. Ah, tell somebody, I am growing again. Oh, tell somebody I am growing again. Tell somebody I am coming back again. Tell somebody I am coming again. Oh, look at the person say, enemies, let my enemies know that I am coming again. Let my enemies hear that I am coming again. Oh, tell the wicked to know that I'm coming again. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, while they were happy, rejoicing, over something, the Bible said that his hair began to grow. He said that the hair that was shaving, the business that was stolen, the finances that was collapsed, the marriage that was destroyed, the womb that was locked, the children that was messed up. I said the factory that is closed down. I said the husband that has become wayward. I said the wife that is not obeying you again. I said that your hair that is not growing again. It began to grow. Ladies and gentlemen, God did not wait for it to grow fully. But when it began to grow, then the blessings began. I prophesy
prophesy to somebody as it begins to grow the strength of blessings begins the power of favor begins the spirit of God begins the spirit of restoration begins the grace of recovery begins the Bible says when his hair began to grow when his hair began to grow come on let's read further and see let's read further 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 28 he said then something called the lord when his hair began to grow then he called on the lord this morning when your restoration your recovery began you are calling upon the lord when your recovery is coming you are calling upon the lord and something prayed oh lord god remember me i came to tell somebody today is your remembrance i said today is your remembrance the remembrance of your recovery the remembrance of your home the remembrance of your house the remembrance of your marriage the remembrance of your finances the remembrance of your money i said today is the day of remembrance because god has seen that your hair is growing again they thought they have shaven him for good but listen to me blessings is of the lord oh my bible said they took over joseph's coat of many colors but they couldn't take away his dream he dreamt another dream according to genesis chapter 37 the bible said that joseph told his brothers i have a dream they hated him and he told him i had another dream the bible said yet they hated him more the bible said but he dreamt another dream oh and they continued to hate him they took off his coat of many colors his identity his superiority his power his honor they took it off they threw him away they sold him into egypt he went into prison he was accused as a rapist a bible said while in the prison he dreamt another dream there was another dream oh my god your hair will grow again your dream will come again your vision will grow again your glory shall come again your prayer life will come again your holiness shall result again your goodness shall result again i prophesy another chance i prophesy another opportunity i prophesy another grace i prophesy another recovery i prophesy another initiative i prophesy receive it when his hair began to grow again there's something called to the Lord saying, Oh Lord, remember me, remember me. I pray, God, I pray for what? Just this once. I pray, strengthen me. I pray, strengthen me. They took away my strength, God. Uh, strengthen me is coming again. Uh, they took away my heart, God. Uh, strengthen me. I am receiving hope. Uh, they took away my finances. Uh, strengthen me. I'm going back to my job. Uh, they took away my holiness, God. Uh, strengthen me. I'm praying again. Uh, they took away my position, God. Uh, strengthen me. I'm coming back with another qualification. Uh, they took away, God, my peace of mind. Uh, I'm coming again, God, uh, with a full of hope. Uh, they took away God and my family but God thank you and my husband is coming home my wife is coming home my children are coming home they took away my marriage thank you I see another marriage coming God oh they took away the joy of my house but I see that my house is in melody father they took away the business of my husband but I see my husband who is full of hope they took away God the virtue and the worth of my wife but I see glamour over my wife again he said that God I pray strengthen me again
again i pray just this once ladies and gentlemen just one more opportunity just one more opportunity that i may with one blower finish all my enemies sir than when i was to listen to me the enemy fought you when you are on your ground sir but this time you shall defeat the enemy because uh, the lord is bringing you strength uh, they overcame you because uh, you went with your strength uh, but this time you are going with the strength of the lord uh, you are going with the power of the lord uh, you shall crush them uh, you shall destroy them uh, you shall finish them uh, you shall take over you shall take in charge you shall overtake uh, you shall recover you shall overcome i see somebody overtaking your life overtaking your business overtaking your joy overtaking your family overtaking your marriage i see somebody recovering your children recovering your health recovering your peace recovering your marriage i see somebody recovering your salvation recovering your righteousness recovering your faith recovering your prayer life i see somebody recovering your certificate recovering your promotion recovering your appointment recovering your place of honor i see somebody recovering your visa recovering your travels recovering your journey recovering your trip i see somebody recovering your parents recovering your father recovering your mother recovering healing i see somebody recovering your skill your talent and your opportunity come on receive it he said just one more chance god just one more chance and let me prove to them I said God will remember you with one more chance God is remember you with one more opportunity you have two eyes they defeated you about God now I don't have eyes but I have the strength of the Lord upon my life I have the spirit of God upon me now I came to them with the flesh of woman but now I'm coming to you all Goliath not with my mouth and not with my strength but Goliath I'm coming to you by the Lord Almighty the God who is the captain of the host of the armies of Israel I'm coming to you with them oh we fought them with our hands but now we fight them with the spirit we fought them with our money but now we fight them with our prayer we fought them with our faith but now we fight them with our Christ one more chance oh God give me one 